Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Make sure you adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaking motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. By this point, you should already know that a hoe is out here. A hoe is doing whatever I need to do. Um, there's like this um, <laughs> other podcast that's out here uh, named The Vibrator My Pod. I'm preparing for November. I'm doing some things that y'all need to get ready for as well as getting ready for um I need to like sit down and do this other than having a cover done, uh, working on this new journal for this year. I don't know if I'm going to be updating the journal yearly going forward, but at least I feel like I need to at least do the one for body because the category of the year of 2023 is still body motherfuckers. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Today we're talking about fetishes and with me, I am joined by Fortis. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. So uh, if y'all have not been uh, introduced to this um, gentleman, I don't know what you've been doing. You have not been listening to the podcast. Clearly, what are you doing with your lives? Go back and listen to the episodes. If that means go to episode one, if it's still out there. Uh, If not, it's in the Patreon. You can find it there. But listen to these episodes, catch up so you can know who all these wonderful, beautiful people are that comes onto the Holiloquy podcast, okay? Okay, so we're getting into this conversation about Fort, uh, not Fort, <laughs> that's you, about fetishes. <laughs> I've been drinking. So um, I'm good, though. Uh, I forgot where we're going with this. Oh, we're talking about fetishes today. I shouldn't have mentioned I was drinking. Now y'all don't think I'm drunk. I'm not drunk, I promise. So, uh, Fortis, uh, what yes. are some of your personal fetishes and your experiences with fetishes before we get into the heavier side of the conversation that I have planned for us, as well as getting to what we talked about before we started this damn conversation? But what <laughs> what are some of your personal uh, experiences as it relates to fetishes and uh, your experiences and whatnot? When it comes to fetishes, I would say my main experience, I haven't met anything. Well, I met some people who have had some very interesting fetishes. But in general, for me, I would say mainly for me, I'm into ass, ass fetish. I do have that. Mm. Then on top of that, I will also say I'm a person that's also interested in something such as I'm starting to learn that I recently have something called oralism. 
And so that has a festization associated with sounds. Now get this, this is particularly kind of, it's almost associated with ASMR almost. Because I found out, and this is when I was like younger, and I did not know this until now, but depending on someone who eats, that kind of turns me on, and I did, and I found out by accident. Yes. And I don't know what it is. At first, it was very annoying. It did annoy me, but then there were times that it did intrigue me. Now, the reason why I found out it intrigued me because for some odd reason. It's weird. My right butt cheek, for some odd reason, experienced a tingling sensation. I'm, I kid you not. It's weird. Oh, tingles I, the right butt cheek, Lord. <laughs> yes, I like it's crazy. It's like when it ever that happens, I'm like, oh dang, and I get so upset and irritated because I'm like, this is so damn embarrassing. Like, oh no, and it's rare that I talk about it because I'm like, I think some people be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on. All I just know is. My body is intrigued by the sounds of someone eating. And I guess it's chewy sounds, like chewy texture. Or for some odd reason, when somebody's chewing some gummy candy or something like that, it, oh God, it just takes me to another zone. So would you say, like, even the sound of someone smacking, does that turn you on a little bit as well? Or is it more so the, like... The chewing aspect, the crunching, uh, like what is it within the, the the sounds of eating that like excites you a little bit? I think it's the sounds. It's like the different. <laughs> I'm sorry. Different sounds because the chewy texture is one thing. Now another thing that triggers me in a sense mm-hmm. because especially depending on the person because there are some people I have met that would smack continuously, and the reason why it bothers me so much is because like. My body is so weird because when I experience these tingling sensations, I'm like, ugh. I'm like, oh no. And like, it makes me feel some type of way because I'm like, especially when they do it in public, I'm like, oh no, like this is not right. No. I was like, wow. So I think in that regard, it's associated with the sound of their lips and everything, mm. like the lips smacking, all of that. Mm. So it, it's crazy. So would you say uh, if you were to be engaging in sex with a partner, you would want them to like lean in and just do like uh, like like the little slapping and like yes. that kind of sound to your mm-hmm. ear? Oh, yes. I'm fine with that. That's, I, I like that. That's interesting. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I, We love to see it. So what about, have you seen any of the videos related to uh, like food porn? And I mean like the actual food pornography where people are engaging in sexual experiences with each other and they're using food they're shoving it down their partner's mouth or they're spreading like cake on their bodies and eating off of it or um, putting like cream and sugary items all over someone's butt cheek and start like biting and eating the cream off of their asses and all that other stuff is have you seen any of that and if you if not is that something that you're probably going to be looking into after this call so actually, first, first and foremost, I had experiences with that. And that's actually Ooh. one of the top things that I love doing, actually, believe it or not. Yes. I did have this one thing that I always wanted to try, but each time I tell a person this, they would actually look, they would actually be so thrown off by it because basically it involves like analingus, of course, rim, like giving a guy a rim job. Mm-hmm. And so basically what I would like to do is like pour nectar or some type of juice inside the guy and use like a Twizzler straw and suck it out of him. Oh. So that was always something I wanted to try, personally. Okay, you nasty. We support. Yes. Like, 
I, I, this is a thing. I I have not heard of anybody using a Twizzler to do this. That's that's intriguing. I'm here for it. They are built like a straw. Let's right. like yes we. Yes. Um, but I have heard of people who are into like people who may put food into them and then they excrete it into someone's mouth or into like a um um not a flask, a funnel. That's the word I'm looking for. They're uh, doing it in a funnel so that they can eat it or you know, those kind of things. Um, but you know, it starts off in whatever cavity that it starts off in, be it the anus or the vagina or you know. It starts oh, off good. there, and then they are eating it out of them, or they're drinking it out of them. And I like the the thought of a Twizzler in someone's asshole is very intriguing. Like I know, right? Because I think it makes them more appealing. I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like you know how you drink like out of coconut, actual coconut. That's mm-hmm. how I like the thing. I don't uh-huh. know. Look, a coconut or asshole? What's the difference? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I think I think for some people because it's something that they're not familiar with and it's like for me I'm not going to be uh like shocked by any kind of fetish of like that because I've actually seen videos of like food play and whatnot. So you when you see like the fringes of sexual expression, you become very accepting of a lot of different things. So like <clears throat> This is why you may hear a lot of sex coaches, sex educators, sexologists, clinical sexologists, whatever the title it is, people dealing within this realm use like, I'm not going to yuck your yum or I'm not going to um, like kink shame, whatever the phrasing that they use is because Mm -hmm. there's so many great different ways other people experience their sexual expression even though it may not be something for yourself um it's something that other people enjoy and that is perfectly fine and that's okay and i say that for any person who may have been automatically oh my god who would do something like that if it's not for you it's just not for you and that is perfectly fine um and on top of that uh i think it is very like just to think of the act of that happening really fascinates me because I feel like I will watch that I know like participating in it I will have so many concerns because my ass would just be overthinking but I would actually watch that engagement happen like just to be honest (laughs) right no it's like yes because I have seen food porn before Mm -hmm. and I have enjoyed it but I actually done it myself too it just I haven't done that particular thing that I wanted to do though but I think I just got to meet someone who at least, you know, who will be actually up for it. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, I don't know who it is. There's some celebrity who's been open about, is it Glorilla? About their experiences with, um, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's Glorilla, but I remember hearing about there's this one celebrity, I think a rapper, uh, and it was a, a, a woman, uh, a female rapper, uh, and she was talking about how she enjoys when her partner comes like on food and she eats it right after like after he comes and i'm like if that's if that's your thing do you i love that for you and i i remember protein, huh that's extra protein it is protein and mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing some backlash not real real like 
heavy backlash like oh my god who does that like I, it was more like a lot of people like ill not ill but who will do something like that that doesn't sound like they will they're being honest this is unreal this is you know dismissing it as though this is not a way some people really do express their sexuality and I think I I love that she was comfortable enough and willing to talk about that to show that this is something that happens with other people and this is completely normal because uh, uh the the main messaging that I saw on a mini post related to that is oh she could have just kept that to herself she didn't have to tell anybody that this is what she does in the bedroom however many people are fascinated with these stars enough that they really do want to know what the hell's going on in their bedroom so I'm like you 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 can't win for losing so it's like or in this case win for winning because look she's getting her nut he's getting his nut why are you upset Mm-hmm. So, but I think it is important for there to be more conversations related to the kinks that we enjoy, because we we should. I, I feel as though as a society, it is we're at a point where we need to be moving forward in those conversations and talking about these things because if we if we continue to not address it, we continue to we continue to like like not decompose but in a in a way decompose as a society we continue to fall apart at the seams and we continue to um ostracize others just because we don't uh are these individuals don't fit our definitions of normal in a way right and see i think that's very strange with us living in a western culture within the united states particularly because you know there's been times and like we have living we're living in a culture that basically sexuality is basically emphasized to a great extent. You see it on TV. You see it everywhere around us. And my thing is, is like, if y'all can be able to push this narrative along certain people and do certain things, then why not open the doors of exploring what people's fetishes are? Like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Because, I mean, the thing about it is at the end of the day, this is one of the things that gets to explore the depths, the depths of people's psyche. I think it's very interesting and intriguing to me. Uh, no, I agree. I truly agree because it's like it helps it helps people see themselves as normal because like that's the unhealthy part of being in the United States. Well, there's a lot of unhealthy parts, but this is one yeah. facet of that. <laughs> but <laughs> that's one part of why is uh, uh one one unhealthy part of being in the United States and um, being within Western uh, civilization and like ideology is that it is always pushed that there's only one set norm. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. 
The Holiloquy podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Western uh, civilization and like ideology is that it is always push that there's only one set norm like even when it comes to animals and how they express themselves and how they express their sexuality uh, we're not taught that oh wait animals don't really do anything that we were taught like there's not that conversation like oh there's a king of the jungle and all this other stuff there's one male per pride and all no all that is a lie there's multiple males that can be in a pride not all everybody's fighting to be a leader yes you do Mm -hmm. commonly see the um uh, female lions chasing after the prey and killing the prey and that is usually because they're faster however the the male lions also hunt too so it's like we don't <laughs> have these conversations because there's like this certain narrative that's always pushed and the narrative doesn't ever tell the full story most definitely when it comes to sexuality most definitely when it comes to genders and gender roles and gender expression or even just how um birth control that's another one (laughs) like so many things but (sighs) all right now that i'm off my little soapbox (laughs) um is are there any other fetishes that um you're intrigued by that you um you enjoy outside of that? Ah, I, I can't think. I do have, I am interested in being tied up, but other than that, I think that's about it for right now. I think yes, yes. So I'm more of a rope bunny. You really, I like that. I don't know. Yes, yes. I'm here for it. Now. <clears throat> In our intake meeting, because we're going to go into a little bit of the, the darker side of things. Oh, okay. before I even go into that, I have to admit, yeah, I like I'm here for the being tied up in the rope bunny because look, the, depending on the person I'm with, tie me the fuck up. I don't want to escape. I, I want to be a little bit, I want to be tortured a little bit um, right. in terms of pleasure. I'm not trying to feel any kind of pain but <laughs> I don't need to escape. What am I escaping from? Show me what I need to escape. Oh, okay. I'm in a moment. Um, <clears throat> so outside of me in that moment, I'm exiting. So in our intake meeting uh, and also going into the darker side of this conversation, we uh, were talking about um, big butts and uh, how um, we're... I don't want to say socialize in a way, but big butts and butts in general is always like uh, in our preview some way, meaning uh, on TV, you can see like the ass out somewhere uh, on a cartoon. We can see butt crack all over the damn television. And within our discussion about butts, we uh, were talking about Sarah Bartman, uh, and this was an enslaved Black woman who uh, was, uh, who after her death was trafficked throughout European countries solely because of the size of her, her ass, and they, and this also led to the over-sexualization, even though it existed prior to her, her passing, but this uh, contributed to the over-sexualization of Black women uh, throughout the years and uh, what uh, the Black body is supposed to look like. So what are, what are some of your thoughts about Sarah Bartman and her situation, her life in general? 
I will be honest. I have read into that, and it's disturbing. I learned that since high school, mm-hmm. and it has to me. It's very triggering each time when I reflect on it because I think that's one of the reason why it explains us as a collective why we often prize like women or even men who have nice derriere. Like, let's be real, mm-hmm. because she was the post, like she was the embodiment of that. She was the embodiment of the the voluptuous figure, like, and she mm-hmm. was a. To me, I feel like aside from her physical attributes, I feel like it's just so unfortunate that she was just looked at as such. Because what a lot of most people don't understand is, or what they don't know about her is actually she was fluid in different languages, so she was highly intelligent. And I feel like many people have not given her the respect that they should have, unfortunately. And I feel like even learning about her after death is because they have mentioned that she they did um desecrated her corpse. What I mean by that is they basically, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they put her vagina and placed it into a jar or something, if I'm not mistaken, to preserve it. Mm. So it is sad. And I think it was only up until maybe I'm not sure what year it was, so don't quote me on this, because I think the viewers probably can research more into it. But I think it was about a decade or two ago is when they actually returned her to her um homeland. Mm. So it bothers me. And plus, you know, there was a bio, there was a biopic, or you know, they did do a movie on her. And I feel like it was so sad because I felt like it just shows give you a window, give you a window into the past of how the struggles of her being a black woman and everything what other people as black people had to go through. Not so I think it's very sad. It just it bothers me to this day because honestly, if you think about it, we're still experiencing that now more mm. than ever. That it's part. being commercialized, it's being profit like people profit off of that. People profit off of that, and that's not right and it's not good. I agree. And I know we'll probably go a little bit deeper into this in the uh, next episode we do, which will be about black fetishization. But like this reminds me of that when it like it, it it's horrible that it, the reason we know about her um, it's, it's great that we do know about her as a historical a person, knowing her name and knowing that she existed. That's a beautiful thing, most definitely during those times. But we don't know of her because of the fact that she was intelligent. We don't know of her because of the contributions that she may have made um, to, let's say, the farm, the the plantation she was working on, or the family that she was uh, enslaved to, or even her her um, lineage outside of that, we we don't have that information. But what we do know is that her, um, the reason why we know her name is because of her physique, because of the the sexualization that um, the enslavers back then placed upon her solely because her body was a little bit different than what they were used to seeing that either they were turned on by it or fascinated by it or just saw her as a a subject that was beyond their imagination but we see we can only we only know her name solely because she became a sexual object versus a human being. And that's the thing that really doesn't sit well with me. And that's the thing that we see still going on today that when it comes to the spaces that we operate in and we engage to be sexual, that many of us are seen as the object of someone's 
interest rather than a person that they can potentially engage with for a sexual experience for something that um, they um, want to receive pleasure uh, within that experience and provide that pleasure to that human being as well. So it's, it's, it's very dehumanizing is what I'm saying. <sighs> like I do wish that Uh, on a regular basis that we did live in a society where we could happily have these conversations about, hey, you're a human, I'm a human. What can we engage in together that will be mutually fun for us? But on countless occasions, <clears throat> most definitely when it comes to dating apps, hookup apps or anything like that, you're seen as that sex object first in human. I don't know when. Right. It's and it's so and it's so unfortunate because also if I may add, you know, and also it also feels like taboo. And that's why I feel like it's so disrespectful, especially for black people. I feel like we haven't treated as a taboo topic. And that's why a lot of times it's not been much discussed. Because even I try before this episode, I even attempted to try to do more research and everything to this nature, but you know. There was a lot of literary um work that was being done, but it only grasped on superficial levels and superficial topics of the situation. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like it's not being explored like it's supposed to. Agreed. No, I, I agree with you so fucking much because like <laughs> when it whenever we engage into any type of history or anything, we like My issue, like whenever I hear people talking about data or data and all this other stuff and the data says this, the data says that. And I'm just like the only you can say all these things about data, but you forever miss the context of the situation that that's what a lot of our education or even articles that we read. They focus on that, but they don't provide the context of the situation because, look, If you, um, there's this book I read, it's called Slavery's Capitalism. Um, and I think, I think I'm referring to the right book where they were talking about how slave owners would constantly say that the uh, enslaved people are not doing proper job. They're inefficient. They're not working as properly. They're not doing anything uh, to make the economy successful. Meanwhile, the United States um, market is just flourishing and the South's producing all these great things and they're just doing all the wonderful things to make sure everybody has profit, but they're using the uh, argument that if you look at our data, <laughs> they're not being efficient. We just got some more enslaved people and uh, have we're whipping them and doing all these horrible things. Of course, they didn't admit that, but we're doing these things to make them more efficient, but they're not doing the, the best that they can. Meanwhile, enslaved people were outperforming actual machinery in the amount of things that they were um like the cotton they were plucking however they see that as being inefficient because of the numbers that they have and the expectations that they had for the enslaved people and it misses the context of the reason why they were actually extremely efficient was because of the fear that they were in it was because of the the thought of if i do not do as great as i can to get all of these bushels picked that i'm going to be 
abused, that I'm going to be whipped, that I'm going to um, possibly be murdered or miss a limb, which sets me further back. So let me do as much as I can in the best amount of time possible while trying to survive at the same time. But we don't get that side of the story because that's too, too hard to talk about. It's too taboo. Exactly. And I would definitely, and I think you are very right about that, because another thing to add on to it, because I think what they associate a lot with Black people is being kind of a superhero or a superhumanization. Mm. To me, when I think of superhumanization, I think that's another form of being being dehumanized. Well, the reason why I say that is because you're looking at us as something, you're thinking that we're so capable of doing so many things without taking into account that we are humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever someone would just compliment someone on their physical attribute, on their strength or anything to that nature, I think they're just trying to relate them to someone being a superhuman. And I think that is something that to be very careful of because that is a backhanded compliment. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like it is because I feel like you're not looking at it and looking at a person. You're just looking at what they can do. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I think is why today in today's society i think they that's why they perceive us black people as being more able to withhold withstand different pains and different things to that nature and i think that's what's going to be an ongoing struggle because mm-hmm. once again unfortunately most black women had to go undergo certain things that's why me- the medical is so successful now because they had to do these tests on these women and they had to suffer the consequences of it mm-hmm and I agree that I 100% like most definitely with the superhuman aspect of it, like our pain doesn't truly matter. Medically, it doesn't matter because apparently we have a higher pain threshold. No, because a, uh, a group of people are capable of ignoring the real pain that we're going through on a daily basis in order for us to survive does not mean that the pain is still not there. It does not mean that the pain hurts any uh, more or any less than the pain that you feel. A knife in my body is still a knife in my motherfucking body. And exactly. It, can you just pull it out and help me stitch my fucking wounds and yeah but to not be so down and depressing i hope y'all took that message um (laughs) something that we ended up talking about prior to this um conversation is drawn together and this is, uh, if you have not heard of it, uh, listeners out there, I recommend you list a light watch episodes of it. It's very problematic. And I get we're in a completely different age and you can talk about like, do your think pieces about, oh, how could this go by and all this other stuff back in the day? People were toxic. Look, racism exists. Patriarchy exists. Oppression exists. A lot of shit <laughs> exists. Okay. And a lot of things were normalized that should not have been normalized. And, you know, the, pe- the people who were impacted by that were just like, we have issues, okay? So um, it's definitely worth watching <laughs> just to engage in that and also to have those conversations with your friends, partners, or what have you about those episodes. Um, but one of the things we were talking about prior to this is... Um, the what what's the name of that fetish that you said clara that clara has so let me go back on because i did screenshot it so let mm-hmm. me make sure i don't butcher the own word let's see mm-hmm. let's see for one minute take your time 
Okay, found this. So it is called Symphorophilia. Symphorophilia. Mm-hmm. So it's spelled S Y M P H O R O P H I L I A. And basically, the definition is it's and it's rare. So it's a paraphilia that involves sexual arousal from staging and watching disasters such as traffic collisions. Mm-hmm. And I I'm fascinated by that solely because like it's it's a real thing. And when um uh, you sent me that scene from the show, I was like I I didn't know the name of it. I was like this is this is actually something that people really do get off on. And it's I I feel like even though they say it's rare, I feel like it's more common than most people think if you change the situation. because this is um, dependent upon disasters but there's a whole subsect of our society who enjoys watching like the 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 action the action movie um like they enjoy seeing oh the the guns are firing the accidents are happening which fits this um they have um murder there's blood like even when it comes to gore like the stuff that people are aroused by like just to know that this there's a term for certain things like this it's just fascinating so like when you sent me that that's the, all the thoughts that came to mind right because i was i was surprised like i they taught me something new because once again with drawn together drawn together also was the first show that i saw that taught me about necrophilia because of captain hero and mm-hmm. i was like Ugh. And I said, oh my. I said, damn. Look. And the amount of sexuality that was in that show, it should not have been on TV, but I'm also glad that it was because it touched base on a lot of sexual issues. Is this the reason why I am the way I am today? Maybe. But because this was one of my favorite shows, to be honest. But it really did touch base on a lot of different things. They talked about queer issues coming out. They talked about, um, in some aspects, fat shaming and um, bulimia and um, body image. Like, they touched base on some heavy topics and over-exaggerated, of course, Uh, and also made very like <laughs> gruesome images too uh, in the process, but they really did uh, hit on some very important things throughout the show's history. Like for almost 10 plus years, I, I've been calling the, uh, the vagina, the vulva, the pussy, the poussoir solely because Clara has an octo poussoir and that <laughs> shit was hilarious <laughs> I remember that episode that was a wild one I'm like god dang girl and I was like you know and the thing about it was when I first saw the episode I was like damn but you know I also did not know that you know that people do sexualized tentacles too so I was like oh that's a good point I didn't even think about that until you said it but yes yeah like Yeah, because you can see that in anime, like a lot of anime porn. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I know, but just just know it, it's out there. <laughs> so duh. You've been looking at it. It's okay. We don't shame. <laughs> We do not shame. <laughs> but yeah, I uh 
and I, I, I know I sent it in the text messages and because uh, I just said Captain Hero was a perv and I stand by that and I don't say that in uh, a way to like shame him. It's just he's just completely annoying to me. So oh, yeah, he was a sadist. I think he got pleasure out of just bringing people pain or something. If I'm not mistaken. He did. And I <laughs> I remember when I would never see Pat Man the same because it's drawn together. It's like <laughs> because at Xander's coming out party, Pat Man was there. Pac Man was there and he saw Xander. It was like um Xander was like, Hey, don't tell, don't tell Mrs. Pac-Man because Mrs. Pac-Man and his girlfriend that he never really saved, she saved herself, y'all. But his girlfriend were close and pac-man was like uh when xander was like don't tell her blah 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 pac-man took out a bow and was like she already knows i was like what the fuck i was so done with that because i was like god damn they were showing up like how to be catfish and like and just <laughs> and just in a cartoon because you know if you think about it xander was catfish <laughs> mm, facts facts and I then like, elmer fudd was gay <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh no. Oh god. And then Wildorf like jacked him off well, played with his um penis <laughs> through a glory hole. Y'all, that show is not appropriate for kids, and I watched all of it. I, I have the DVD set of the <laughs> Oh, you do? Well, I had it. I don't know if I still have it, <laughs> but I did own the DVD set to draw. But they have it on Paramount. Bitch, I'm getting Paramount today. Yes, because actually, especially if you get a free trial, but they're unfortunate, of course, they only had three seasons. So, unfortunately, that's the sad part about it. I think, honestly speaking, I like, despite its controversy, I actually enjoyed it because it did touch on important issues that I think a lot of people just love to just shove into the closet. That part. Like, that was one of the few shows that actually addressed Black issues. And even though they did over sexualized Foxy, but she was able to end. They made her like, like they kind of let's say ghetto fight in a way, but she was a character that stood by herself. She uh, had ownership of herself and she also spoke truth whenever truth needed to be like spoken. Like when she beat Clara's ass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I am still floored by that because I mean, it's like, huge representation of what people go through today so i mean honestly speaking say what they want but i would say 100 support on fox brown for what she had to do <laughs> that part because look some bitches need to get slapped that's i'm not saying go out and do it i'm not supporting violence but you know um in the context of that um show Sometimes a motherfucker needs to get slapped, and it it, it happens. So, yeah, <laughs> oh god! Alrighty, so I think that will be enough for this conversation. Are you ready for a little bit of Never Have I Ever? Yes, I am. All right, so <clears throat> Never Have I Ever flirted with a teacher or a boss? Uh, I have never done that. I haven't seen anybody that I wanted to actually have sex with. Unfortunately. I have fantasized about it, but unfortunately, most of the people I have met, there were women. So I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I've 
I won't say I flirted, but I definitely tried to hook up with one of my um, professors back in undergrad. Uh, undergrad, and um, it was through an app. It was through I think Adam for Adam. I saw that he had a profile, and I definitely reached out. And my, and to be completely honest, my um, I was like, I did not have my picture up, so I wasn't shocked if he. did or did not respond and the other part is after I graduated I tried it then I was like oh I guess he's just not interested it's okay whatever but um yeah that happened <laughs> um and then who else in terms of like um like supervisors bosses mm -mm. I haven't had any that I flirted with Have I had a supervisor that I would have been okay with having sex with? Yes, but that mofo was also married and I was not. And his wife was cool and everything. And I was like, I'm not going to add any kind of drama into this. So I was like, mm -mm, we're not. However, if the opportunity presented itself and it was like a knock on the door, like Vernon, what's, what's up? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just sitting here sleeping. It's like, well, you want this dick? And it would be like, yeah, you know, things happen. But... Um, <laughs> Look, I'm not against it. You gotta get it the best way you know how. That part. Um, so that that's the only only uh supervisor I will say I was actually somewhat sexually attracted to. Uh other than that, I'd just be chilling. Mm -hmm. Uh would you like or would you rather? Would I rather, yes. All right. So would you rather have an obvious orgasm every time you or someone else says your name mm, or orgasm every time you're near a piece of fruit? Oh, I'd rather do that every time I'm near fruit. You know, I, sh bitch, I should have known that you was going to say that because this damn uh, um, food fetish you got. It makes yeah. sense. Let me go ahead and devour an apple and then come at the same fucking time. I'm here <laughs> for you. I see you. I respect you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, um, I think I might have to go with the fruit as well. Mmm. Mmm. Hold up. I got fruit in the kitchen. I can I can be home and no one says my name, but I can be home and there's a fruit present. So, oh, I don't think I want to orgasm as much. <laughs> that's, that's, this, is, this is actually tough. Um, <laughs> because the reason, if, if you want me to not tell you, reason why I didn't go with my name, because... It's just like, you know, you got to be on point with it. You got to be on beat. If most people can't pronounce my name, basically. So that's why mm -hmm. I can't orgasm. So I was like, that'll defeat the purpose. That's a good point. That's a good point. But that's, I wonder if text messages, what it says, says so you can't say a text message. So I, I ooh, I might, I might have to go with names solely because. I don't be around too many people throughout the day. So I have less chances of having the orgasm whenever somebody says my name because of that. And I will be comfortable enough having those orgasms based off of how many times people actually say my name right now. However, when it comes to the fruit, I'm frequently around fruit. 
And I don't want to randomly be outside and somebody left the apple outside and I'm just like, oh, fruit. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> but where a fruit? And I say that to remind myself that's going to be the name of the episode. But <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I just don't want, I don't know. I, I will feel some type of way. And what kind of fruit are we talking about? Because are we talking about the sweet kind? Or are we talking about the plants that we regularly see on a daily basis that are technically fruit, but we don't ingest? Um, Sweet. I like something sweet. You got so something going, very sweet. Okay, we're going with those. Only sweet fruit. We're going with sweet that. Fruit. Sweet fruit. Nothing tarts. No. Okay, uh-uh. so... Yeah, I'm going with the name. I'm going with the name because fuck that. <laughs> like, at least during sex, I can be like, say my name, say my name, and we come at the same fucking time. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be at the grocery store and somebody throws a fruit, says catch, and I catch that motherfucker, and I come at the same time. I cannot. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That means I can't even go to the grocery store. That is true. Ortiz, oh, no. we, need we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this. Okay, to be fair, maybe, okay, what if it was a smell? I think if the smell, it'd probably be like another thing, too, of a fruit. Because mm. that probably would get me all probably like, oof. All right. Because, I mean, I had literally had an orgasm from just eating salted caramel. I did not mm. know I would like this that much. Mm. You had an orgasm eating salted caramel? Bitch. I did. I promise, like, it was a cookie. It was those cookies. I had bought from a store, and you know, really, what's strange is I used to hate caramel. I really did with a passion, but on this particular day, I had ate this cookie with salted caramel, and it was chocolate chip. Then what made it worse was the fact that it was soft, and I love soft cookies. It was ooey and gooey, and I was like, mm. "Oh my god!" Like <sighs> talking about food porn. Like, have you ever seen Food Wars? I have. Okay. That's that's what that's what it's giving. And if I can experience okay, I have had some food that kind of had me going towards that route. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chile. But if I can experience that kind of feeling that it leads to an orgasm just by tasting a chocolate caramel a a, a salted caramel cookie. Oh, it, it was a different experience. I just, I don't know what it was, but it just took me to a whole different zone. Ever since then, I've been obsessed with it. Now, you know, it's so bad because I can't eat it every time because I don't want to lose that feeling. So I was like, Ooh, I have point. to treat myself. Good yeah, point. so that's why. I was- good point. And that's another reason why I'm, I'm kind of leaning away from the fruit because I don't want because fruit is, I can't really say it's so accessible, but because fruit is accessible through grocery stores um i don't want to become so desensitized to my pleasure because the fruits are everywhere so yeah i have i have to go with say my name because so long but then again in professional settings uh is this vernon like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no that's why i didn't answer that quote that's why i won't go for that one because oh, i'm God. like i'm like no no never i no. think i think the next time a telemarketer um calls me about some shit i'm going to make the sounds as though i'm coming and make them very uncomfortable i i, I i'm sorry i should not do that because that's that's like inappropriate and they're not consenting to that um uh, but also they're um like why are you calling me <laughs> I mean, but, 
Don't feel bad because there's been bill collectors that were actually random people calling my phone. And this, I hope no one don't come for me, but sometimes I do play as a um, victim of stalking and I will call out the name and be like, please don't call me. I will cry and everything. I will be, be an actress. I have to cry and everything because I'm like, please don't call me no more. Please don't. I'm so done. Like, I, I feel like if I did some shit like that, they would just be like, yeah, we cannot call this number again. And just be like, I, I have this condition. Every time someone says my name, I ejaculate. So do you mind not saying that? So who are you calling for? <laughs> We're calling for Bernie. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be so over it. I think they're going to quit their job. <laughs> I, this is the last straw. First, I get cussed out by these other people, and now somebody's coming on the phone. I cannot deal with y'all no more. I quit today. <laughs> right. Because I would probably be one of those people. I'd be like, okay, I need a drink now. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. Oh, my God. Whew. All right. Let me, let me go ahead and end this episode before I do anything else to be extra. Um. So, are there any last words that you would like to share with the audience, Fortis? I would like to say, you know, embrace your sexual kinks. There's nothing wrong with having certain fetishes. Just be yourself, be who you are, and find something that brings pleasure into your life. Just do that. Vibrate hard, no pun intended, but do something that's going to make you soar to the top. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my gosh! Now he said, "Vibrate higher." No pun intended. You know, I wasn't even thinking about that until you said that. But now it's just like, yes. <laughs> and listen to the vibrator in my pod. Anyways, thank you for T so much for coming onto the podcast. I greatly appreciate you. Um, to the audience out there, thank you all so much for listening to the whole Liliquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of having and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay you are only required to walk in your own shoes may each day you live lead you towards abundance with that said love you all and see you next episode bye have a good one Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.